Welcome back to another episode of the Wicked Stepmom Podcast. My name is Jenna Garcia, and I'll be your host. As promised, we are back. My bad. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So this episode, we thought we'd talk about the D word. New Year, who dis? (laughs) So all about divorce, um how we handled things, things we'd do differently, things we could have done better, all of the above. I had a different D word in mind, but okay. <laughs> I was thinking this dick. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I guess when it comes to the topic of divorce, what got me thinking of this is like through the holidays, you know, it can be hard not having your kids on uh, Christmas or on Thanksgiving, whatever. And, you know, just tips and tricks that we've used to, I don't know, get ourselves through it, I guess. I think Um, it's, we're lucky that we have a schedule that we have them all or none. For the holidays? Yeah. It's easier than we have half of them Thanksgiving, half of them Christmas, because then you have to plan two holidays fully, but separately. Yeah, and then they never get it with each other. Yeah, and they're not having fun, I guess. Yeah. I know they have more fun with them with each other than they do with us, so that works out. Yeah, we got lucky there having the same schedules. Really did, but... Um, and they still drive us nuts, but I'd rather them drive us nuts than us staring at a wall, being bored, like, hmm. Yeah, what do we do now? What do we do? Yeah. Um, so I'm trying to remember, I think it was the first year apart I let him have the kids because I didn't care. I just wanted the divorce to be over with. So that wasn't something I was going to fight with. It was pretty close, uh, close to it as well. So yeah. And then fuck it. I'm out. Yeah. Give me a minute. Yep. I don't give a shit about Christmas this year. Just pack your shit and go. Well, only one of you is going to buy him presents. Well, that's true. Um, but then um, the second year, well, it was like the first year after our official divorce because we filed the beginning of d- December. So I let him have the kids that year. And then I had them the following year. And then the year after that, I had met you. So, um, I didn't have any kids. Fast mover, you moved faster. Mm. Uh Uh-huh. No. Yeah, huh? No. (laughs) Um, but initially, I guess when, when I separated from Bobby, the things that, because I had two days a week without the boys and on those two days a week, I think it was like. Thursday, Friday. He would get the boys Wednesday evening, drop them off Saturday morning. That's what I remember when we met. Yeah. And so uh, Thursday, Fridays, I would like go grocery shopping, clean the house, like do all of those things to kind of prepare for them coming home. And it also gave me something to do because I didn't have a lot to do. Well, you spent so much time having them all the time, Mm -hmm. no matter what, that even two days is... Might as well be two weeks mm-hmm. with the amount that you don't really need to do. So you're like, oh, what do I do with my hands? I could watch TV, but TV's lame. Yeah. 
Um, I hung out with my brother at his house a lot, but... Uh, they used to live pretty close to Aunt Tam, didn't they? Uh-huh, yeah. That's what I remember. Um, but I think, you know, just keeping busy and, you know, staying productive. But I also have to say that I can say nice that... Nice to have a break, huh? Yeah, it is. You get used to it. But I say, you know, like, keep busy to keep your mind off of it blah, blah, blah. But when you're deployed, it's totally different. I can't keep busy to keep my mind off of it because... Well, it's 24 hours a day for who knows how many months, you know? You you can plan for when the kids aren't here, plan for when the kids are here, but if I'm never here, really all you have to do is to keep you busy and prepare for kids' stuff, and then at some point, I'll come home and just mess it all up. <laughs> I wouldn't say that, but... It's one of the most common... Um, um, hard points for when a deployed member returns home to the family yeah. is that the person who stayed home has been doing everything for so long the person gone comes home and says hey, you know, they're trying to find where they where they can fit back in because you've been doing all the work and uh, it's, it's tough because the person who's gone wants to be helpful again they want to be involved, know, want their hands in it but the person who's doing all the work is like no, 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 chill out I've been doing this for a while. Let's let's ease into this. Otherwise, my hands are in your cookie jar and you know just messing up your machine. I don't think we really had that problem when I came home. I don't think but so. But when I was either. gone, I know you were like twiddling thumbs, like ooh, yeah, fuck you're doing now, especially with the first one because. Well, the first one somebody I... was awful and didn't let you see um, a bunch of the kids for months. So yeah, the first one was rough just because. I tried to stay busy with work. So I was working, you know, like 70 hours a week. Um, Luckily you could. I don't mean that in a good yeah, way. But. Yeah, I had the time and the space to do it. Um, but really, you know, those quiet times were, were not my favorite. Um, and then also not getting to see the kids. It was just heart heartache all over. But All you, all you had was the boys, but only when you had the boys. Yeah. Um, and then the second one... I like how this turned into a deployment episode. The second one um, well, it's a, was... Well, it's a leading cause for divorce, so here we are. <laughs> the second one was easier for me because I had the kids and she was gone. We had some kids so, worked out by the time, too. It was just lucky that she also was It was deployed. really fucking lucky um, because she couldn't take them from me. Yep. And we had covered our asses by calling attorneys in advance and making sure that legally we could keep them with me primarily and file emergency custody order if needed. Well, when four years later, lots of lessons learned, we sat down with her beforehand, or at least spoke with her beforehand and said, hey, we're going to leave the schedule the way it is. Don't fuck up the kid's schedule. And she was like, yes, I agree with that. Okay, good. Then that's just how it's going to go. Now you got to deal with mom-in-law, but... or. The ex-mom-in-law, her, her mom, mm-hmm. which also wasn't a big deal because she knew the boundaries too. Didn't like them a whole lot, but... Well, I think also... Understood the boundaries. You know, it's fun being a grandparent, but no one wants to... Well, I shouldn't say no one, but not everyone wants to raise their grandkids when there's a perfectly capable parent around. It's true. Um, and especially with her, you know, living so far away from all of the kids' stuff. It's it a just lot of adds... work for her. Yeah. Um, okay, so then back to the the D word. Just <laughs> Deployment, say divorce. divorce, dick. 
Um, I'm, I'm a fan of two of those. I mean, yeah, same. All of them, but deployment. <laughs> I love being divorced. <laughs> I'm a fan of divorce. It can lead you to happiness. And right. I'm, I own a dick, so... <laughs> not a fan of deployment. I'm kind of over that shit. Um, okay, so what kinds of things did you do when you... Because, I mean, you initially had the kids all the time. I I did. Like, I had them. They were all pretty young, too. So it was, you know, kind of like when the boys were little. You, They kept you busy easily. Because mm-hmm. uh, we worked on potty training around the same time when we met. So before that, it was... You got a little... You got a couple bigs, but they're still little enough. They need you, your help with a lot of stuff. There's school, there's daycare. <clears throat> um, trying to keep, you know, best you can keep their mind off it. Try and stay positive for them. So you try to stay busy for them. Mm-hmm. I did most of mine at home because I have no money. Uh, movies um, with them. Yeah, you always did the popcorn and hot chocolate. Popcorn, hot chocolate, and lay on the living room floor and watch a movie. At least we're all in the same room. I mean, and that's why Lulis is a big deal to me. Yeah. So, I did my best with that. If I had, because, you know, she was gone for a good chunk of that, too. Uh, when she was around and had them, I would go to my buddy Steve's house or say, hey, what are you doing? Keep me busy. And he did it. Kept me busy quite a bit. If I didn't have something to do, fucking, I just watched Netflix on my bed and I did what I could. Because you got work, but I think it's important. On the outset, to... I was full time school before I had to go back to work because of the situation. Yeah, but it was. I think it's important to that everyone knows you guys still lived with each other. Well, for a while, quote unquote. That well, was my house. She was allowed to stay there until she got her shit together, and then I kicked her out and told her to live with her boyfriend. Yeah. She didn't like that. Oh well. You just want to move Jenna in. Yep. Yep. <laughs> well, and I mean, you've been divorced hey, hey, like five, four go, months. Go live then? with your boyfriend. Why would you not? You chose this person over this current life. Go be living in that life. Don't get the fuck out. Mm-hmm. Do everybody a favor. Yeah. Um, and then the one point she's like, "I'm taking the kids with me." I'm like, "No, you're not. This is their home. Go get a lawyer if you want to, but get the fuck out. Get yeah. out now." You're not taking them to some fucking trap house fucking 40 miles away. Get out of here. Well, and it was it was her boyfriend's house that he lived in with other men in like a roommate situation. It was like three roommates, yeah. In, I mean, two towns away. Wasn't it like Idaho City? It's Idaho City. Yeah. It and was, well, from Caldwell, it was at least 50 miles away, I think. Yeah, so like 50 miles from their school. Yeah, their when, school was literally, you guys, in the neighborhood I lived in. Yeah. You could walk them to school yeah. in a couple of minutes. I'm not taking that. Nope. Get yeah. out. Yeah. Um. Oh gosh, what else? I'm trying to think. Um. I I. I guess it's important to talk about like how you handle the person, you know, and the kids. Like you don't shit talk the other parent. And- With holidays, it's a little easier. Honestly, I honestly think it's a little easier because you know they're gonna somehow they're gonna get some form of holiday feeling or joy at the other person's house so it's pretty easy to sell i don't want them to be gone but if they got to go to the others yeah you know what you're gonna have a great time there yeah and we know you will you know you will but yeah you're gonna have a great christmas with mom or with ryan you're gonna have a great christmas with your dad you're gonna have 
you know, gifts, you're gonna yeah. have food. I mean, it's a pretty easy sell to to kids as far as them getting stuff. You know in your heart and you can see in their eyes that they're not down with it because they don't want to split the shit, but when they come back, they're, hey, tell me fun stories about what you got, what'd you do. Yeah. Like, you know, continually keep them focusing on the positive. Obviously, it forces you to focus on the positive. Mm-hmm. Negative can wait for later, you know? Yeah. That's not what an, a nine-year-old should be worrying about. I agree. Um, when, when I first, uh, told Bobby I wanted a divorce, he and I both filed on the same day, but separately, because initially my hope was let's figure it out together. You know, we've been together long enough, known each other long enough, but well, it was, of course, you know, he's big talker right so the entire course of our marriage you know if you ever left me i'd kill you and him well here we are fucking podcasting um i also never had a worry in my heart a day in my life about that guy i know um but then folded like a lawn chair (laughs) another, another um thing after I told him I wanted a divorce, you know, he'd say, you know, I have the best lawyer in Idaho, you know, try me, blah, blah, blah. And it was never my goal to take the kids away from him, but I'm not going to lie. I hoped that he would walk away. He didn't. Well, my ex-wife hoped I would walk away. Well, you and Bobby are two very yeah, different turns men. Out I was, I, she didn't yeah. know me. Yeah. Know. You do laundry and help bathe children. He did none of I that. I also make food and have a job. Yeah. <laughs> yes, true. Um, but anyway, so he, um, you know, said he had the best lawyer in Idaho. So my mom and I, you know, looked around and found an attorney that would give us like a free hour consult. So, um, you know, we wrote out our questions and met with him and, at the end of that hour, um, my mom said, you know, how much money do you need? And she wrote a check right then and there, even though I was like, mom, no. Cause I was thinking more along the lines of like, we could go and get the info, get the, do it yourself. Yeah. Nah. Um, but I think my mom knew, you know, mom knows best. She knew what we were dealing with. She, she knew she it knew happened eventually. Right. She knew exactly who we were dealing with and needed to be able to fire back. Yeah, so um so she wrote the check and uh bless her heart. Yeah, best money she ever spent. Um but anyways, then you know, we fought with attorneys and the back and forth and you know, your pay stubs and all of the debt that you had accumulated, you know, most recent medical bills, all of that stuff. Um, what a pain in the ass, right? <clears throat> yes, huge pain in the ass. And then, of course, I got stuck with all the debt because why not? Well, you um, had a job. Right. But also, at that point, like, I'll fucking pay for everything. I don't care. Just sign Just the fucking papers. Right. Yes. Um. So it took, like, After I think I have it was so about... so much debt in my life that wasn't mine. <laughs> it was about... Uh, like five months, I think, before everything was finalized for us. But I'll never forget that day. I felt so free. May 8th. Mine didn't take that long, uh, considering. Uh, it, it wasn't nearly that long, but... You guys did it without attorneys. 
Well, we, it was Canyon County when it started. Yeah. It had to be finalized into Ada. We had to have it moved. That's what, the only reason it took as long as it did is because we moved it to Ada. Otherwise, it would have been done a month prior because she had, she had moved to Ada. I'm like, that's fine too. Honestly, it doesn't matter. A judge is a judge. And family law is actually the same statewide, so it doesn't really matter. It didn't matter at that point at all because we had done all the stuff that uh, Canyon had asked and required. It was already finished. They just had to hand it to a different judge mm-hmm. uh, 10 miles away. No right. big deal. Would have been done sooner, but Canyon kind of requires it. <clears throat> uh, the only hiccup we ran into is that we got married in Colorado. So, ooh. But we resided in Canyon, and that county was like, nope, we're doing this our way. I'm like, okay. Yeah. So we go to this class. They make you fill out the paperwork. Paralegals look over all of them. like, okay, you can go right next door, 10 feet to the right, into that little room right there and file. Or you can take it to an attorney. So I walked out of that room, into that little glass room, glass room next door, paid her $278 and said, you've been served. Done. This is me serving you. I had to say those words. The, the, late, the notary was like, mm-hmm. you have to tell her. I'm like, I'm serving you. It was pretty fucking sweet, not gonna lie. <laughs> I bet it was. <laughs> I just handed her my debit card. I'm like, there you go. <laughs> Fuck out of my house. How did you guys determine, like, the schedule? Because yours is much more intricate than mine, it's but stupid, you don't right? follow it. It's stupid. Yeah. I want to do every other week, because why not? Right. 26 in a year, y'all get 13. Right. No, because it was all about holidays, because mm. Mormons are weird. Gotta have the holiday things involved. Also, if you do week on, week off, then eventually it works out every other year. Also, it doesn't matter, because <laughs> you can just have them on the holiday. Who cares? Yeah. I don't give a fuck about Easter. Yeah. But Easter is the only holiday nobody gives a shit about. Guess what? Every year, no matter if it's my holiday or not, you can have them Easter, and it gives us a trade-off. Yeah. For something we want. Yeah, we trade for a different weekend. We trade every year. We, don't we trade care something about for Easter. Easter. Yeah. And the Easter Bunny goes to both houses, anyways. So weird. <laughs> More of a church thing, I so get it. Dumb. It's whatever. Everything else, though, every other holiday, like Father's Day, mine. Mother's mm-hmm. Day, hers. The rest are in flux. I think Thanksgiving and Christmas are the ones we've ever really stuck to as far as this year, next year, flip flop. And that's fine. We do the Memorial Day, Labor Day pretty well with her, too. I think the only time we switched it was when Jaden graduated because your mom was coming. Or um, if, so we switched those weekends. They have plans and we don't, but we have plans later and mm-hmm. we can totally get them. So she's actually been, uh, at least in the past couple years, way easier to work with than the first year because she had to meet her replacement and boy howdy, did she not measure up. <laughs> <laughs> Took her a few years to adjust. It's better now. I don't but... think we're there yet, but she's No, I don't now. think so, but it's definitely better I don't remember really being a stickler. I remember vaguely, like, he wanted to split the holiday weekends or something. And I was like, no, you take one, I take one. I'm not splitting Christmas or Thanksgiving, switching at noon. I'll have them until 6 p.m. Get fucking retarded. How much money do you have? Yeah. And plus, to add to that, I don't think that it's beneficial for the kids to have so many transitions. Back and forth. forth. In one day. Right. Ridiculous. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. That's kind of how we came about ours. But. Everybody has fire in their in their guts until 
they've done it once, twice, and they're like, fuck, this is exhausting. Like, you know what? <sighs> How about, uh, you take this one, I'll take the next one. It's a lot of work. Yeah. It's a shitload of work. Yeah. Everybody's all fired up when they're, when they're feeling indignified or hurt. And then after a year, they're like, Jesus Christ, this is a lot. I wasn't Especially when hurt. you can't fucking afford it. Yeah, I was... You. Oh. I was free as a bird. I just wanted everything done and settled. And I will add, maybe this is petty of me. Maybe not. Probably. But <laughs> it happens sometimes. We're a little petty. Um, it's okay to be petty when you're right. When... When I, like, try and compromise with Bobby, like, hey, you know, can we keep him this weekend? Or can we have an extra day or whatever? Uh, When he says no, or, like, if he's being a dick about it, I just say, well, then let's just stick with the original court papers. Because he doesn't want that either. Because then... Doesn't benefit him either. Yeah, because I've always worked with him, so he has the kids on his two days off a week. Uh Uh-huh. We've adjusted our schedule... A lot. Oof. A lot. Yeah. I mean, it's worth it. So, honestly, it's always going to be worth it in our favor. Right. So, it still sucks every time he's like, oh, my day's off for shit this week. All right, well, fuck us running. Yeah. Good thing we can afford it, asshole. But I also think, um, I think the reason that I, that I say that to him, like, we'll just follow the court papers if you don't want to do it this way, is because I give a lot, like... That's the same shit I told, uh, Cammie, and then she, she fucking served you while I was in, in oh, Turkey that one time. Yeah. Like, hey, I'm gonna fun. go ahead and keep that child support again since you're a cocksucker. Oh, and then you don't get to see the kids and you get served and I'm in a foreign country, uh, during a coup. Yeah. Didn't happen anymore after that, though. Yeah. Also, just a caveat, with her, like, with you saying I'm keeping the three, was it 250 or 350 350 a month. She was supposed to be paying the child support. I let her keep it. For years, you let her keep it. And then she was such a bitch that first year with Mm -hmm. you deployed and keeping the kids from me. I was like, fuck her. We're keeping this now. Mm -hmm. We'll put it in a fund for the kids for their college or something. Put it in a fucking savings account for Christmas. Right. Um, Because... She had no reason to do it. She was just doing it to do it because she could. Yep, and I wasn't around. Yeah, and I think what started Some it hate being told no. That's true. I think what started it was she didn't want to communicate with me about trying to find a daycare that was not sixteen hundred dollars a month. Yep. Um, and we were looking like our compromise was we like, found hey, several, by the way. Yeah, could we find something that's maybe in between both of our houses or maybe something that's close to their or school? Not a paycheck a month. Right. Um, anyways, that's what started it all. And then now, you know, we give her $52 a month, which yeah, is ridiculous. That big, old, that big old difference in quality of life. Right. And also, that's... Because our quality of life is better, but only by $52. <laughs> right. But also, that is... Um, with what your court papers say, you having them 39% of the time when really we have them 50-something. 50 54? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, we can waste money on a lawyer or we can just barter. Yeah, well, so I'll just... saved us a shitload of money on a lawyer. Put that in my back pocket for later. <laughs> well, that's why we have a running document. Mm-hmm. So D-word is hard. Just say divorce. Because I just keep D-word is hard. 
I just keep thinking <laughs> dick and... Dick is hard. <laughs> fucking better be. Um, let's see, what else? Let's talk co-parenting. Because when you divorce, it's obvious, you know, that there will be some sort Co-parent of... Co-parent for the children. It's what's in their best interests. Right, not... Adults want to hurt each other, but do it in the best interest of the kids. Yeah, sign this paper saying you'll do that. There's no way <laughs> one side will manipulate that concept to the other's detriment. And uh, one of you is going to have to suck today's dick constantly. There's no way that'll happen. No way. I I think I still have those papers because I haven't shredded them all. But it's like, you know, don't basically don't bash the other parent in front of the children. Work together. Compromise. (laughs) So dumb. It's like marriage counseling after the fact. How fucking lazy is that? Yeah. And it's not dumb the things that it says, it's dumb because no one is held accountable for it. it. Yeah. No one does anything about it. Yeah. Well, I think that we've... There should be a hotline. Like, my my ex-wife's not doing what she's sad. Do something. (laughs) She's being mean. She's saying bad things about me to my children. Do something. Come on, court. You're the solution for everything. That's right. Fucking bullshit. I don't know. So, I think that... I think it goes in spurts with us when it comes to co-parenting. Like, we don't do it consistently with Cammy because a lot of the things she does, we don't agree with. Mm-hmm. Um, a bunch and, of our shit's on autopilot because it can be, as long as they're not in danger, frankly. Yeah. It's fine. But, like, um, you know, Izzy sassed her grandma once about the cell phone, and she took her cell phone away for six months. We wouldn't do that. Um Because I feel like that's a little extreme. Or like you have, you know, a C, so I'm keeping your phone till it's a 98%. You know, it's just crazy. It's knee-jerk reaction kind of stuff because that's what some people are used to. They think it's getting results, but it's really just making them feel better for about 10 minutes. And then for the next six months, they get to taste today's pain. Because if I can't talk to her, I'm talking to you. Mm Mm-hmm. So, we'll just go ahead and handle the phone thing. Yeah. On top of that, we'll go ahead and handle her car because she's getting a license. Yep. And her self-esteem. Yep. And her homework. We'll just go ahead and do all that. You know what? It's fine. I'll just do everything. <laughs> I'll just do everything. I'll take care of it. Um, when it comes to co-parenting with Bobby, I feel like he... Talks a big talk, which is no surprise. To like, oh, yeah, nobody yeah. Nobody in this house except little boys. Right. I'll back you up. You know, yeah, I agree. Totally. Yeah. And then he doesn't. Well, he does the opposite. Right. Gets off the phone. Your guessing, mom's a fucking bitch. I'm guessing he probably laughs and then says, whatever that was about, do the opposite. Yeah. That's how they act. Yeah. Um. Let's see. What else is there? Parallel parenting is what we do. We don't, we co-parented with Summer. You always backed her up. You never, ever doubted her or questioned her. She didn't question me, I didn't question her. Right. If he had a hard day, he wasn't fucking believing it, she'd call me. Yeah. I never had to call her because when he's here, he's like, fuck. Yeah. It's it's like the wait till your dad gets home. Instead, it's wait till you go to your dad's house. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do? Call me and complain? Or that one time when she's like, I'm going to call your dad. (laughs) Or I think it was, wasn't it like the eyebrow or nose piercing? And she's like, call your dad. See what your dad says. Mm -hmm. Hey, I want to do this. I'm like, no. 
<laughs> why? No. But I feel like you should you should give me a reason why. I said, I'm an adult. I don't owe you anything. You're a fucking child. I said, no, that's it. <laughs> yeah. And then he didn't talk to me for like a week. Yeah. His mom messaged later was like, I don't know what you said, but thank you. <laughs> Especially because she didn't <clears throat> give you like any forewarning or nope, anything. No context. Yeah. She was like, here, talk to your dad. I'm like, <laughs> no. He was like, but I don't owe you anything but the word no. You're a child. Yeah. Shut up. Or like because she lived East Coast, we live West Coast. If he was grounded from her his phone, she would always text you and, and let, let you know. Say, hey, Jane ain't got his phone. If you want to say hi, let me know. Yeah, and then cool. we would just FaceTime him from her phone. Didn't say, why would you do that? We want to talk to him. Right. This is br- none of that bullshit. If she grounded him, he fucking deserved it. Yeah. We've all grounded him, and he's always deserved it. Yeah. But she messaged us and be like, just say no. He can have his phone. He's being a fucking fucker. I'm like, okay. But I believe you. Yep. And even now, it's not really co-parenting because he's an adult, but like the other day when... He's going to go through some shit, though. Yeah, but the other day when she called me and she was like... Am I the asshole? Yeah, am I the asshole? Like, I just have to vent. And so I listen. I'm like, okay, you're not the asshole. He's taking advantage, you know, blah, blah, blah. She Um, was another sane person's point of view who knows him. Yeah, knows how he acts. And it's weird, though, because I'm not his mom. So how would I know those things? It's so weird. So weird. And I only say it like that, not as a summer bash, because I love summer, but as a bash to all of the bio moms that think that they know their kids so much better. Or that the stepmoms don't know shit. Right. Like, I'm not parenting your kid while you're not looking. I'm not locking them in a cage and saying... Wait till you get back to your mom's. Right. I know what they're allergic to. I know their medical history. I know their likes and dislikes for food. I know You who's... take them to the dentist. Yeah. You, you make the dental appointments. Yeah. Fucking pay for the dentist, you too. You took Izzy to most <laughs> of her orthodontist appointments when she had braces. Uh, I wouldn't say that. I would. No, I wouldn't. Well, it's because you're wrong. I did take her to a couple that were very fun and interesting, you know, when they tell me that we don't have to pay anymore. And I'm like, oh, weird. I've been paying Cammy for months. (laughs) This was three for the, oh, that was paid off in April. It's July. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Why are we sending her money every month? (laughs) That's kind of a piece of shit move. And we never said shit about it, by the way. Nope, we didn't. We just... We just let her keep that extra, what was it, like two two twenty five? And then the next month, didn't do anything, didn't pay anything. Yep. Nobody said shit. Yep. Oh, gosh. It's so fun. And then fun. the last dental visit, uh, Zoe had to have a tooth pulled real quick. So we're like, hey, we want to do this. And we're like, do it. Oh, do you want to like pay now? We're like, yep. Take care of it however it needs to take care of. If insurance won't pay for it, let me know. We'll pay for it. Yeah. And then we get a, was it a... a email or a, a letter phone, phone call like hey you have a credit on your on your dental account I'm like yeah we kind of figured that yeah, you can just keep it there just leave it the funny part to we pay Zoe's... our bills right then and there not bill me later through insurance and play fuck fuck for six months yeah well one of the times with one of the kids um i i think it was izzy they were like you know we have a 12 dollar balance owing for izzy and um should we, do you want to take care of that right now or should we no, call mom? No, she what said, do you she, she said that, um, she had been trying to get a hold of Cammy, um, via email and had also left a couple of voice messages 
and hadn't heard back yet. And so I told her, I'll just pay the $12. So I did. And then when Zoe went and had her tooth pulled, um, both Cammie and I were walking out with Zoe at the same time because I took her there and they pulled her tooth. Zoe wanted to wait for me. So she held my hand and, um, she did so good, you know, and then of course Cammie gets there to pick them up from the dentist and walks in like mom saves the day, you know, and then I suddenly disappear into the background. Um, but she's walking out with Zoe and I'm following behind them. And the lady at the dentist's office says, um, also I should say that she's familiar with our situation. So she says, um, Cammie, Jenna, um, you know, does one of you want to take care of the payment for today? And Cammie just kept walking, like didn't acknowledge the lady or anything. So I stopped and she kind of like looked at me like, okay, this is happening. And I said, I'll take care of that. And she's like, okay, thank you. And I paid for it and whatever. And then, you know, I think at one point I whispered to her, like someone's got to do it. Um, but anyways, just kind of a fun thing. Um, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back in a flash. Okay, we're back. Um, so when I asked, I told TJ what's next is <coughs> we're going to say like, what would you do the same? What would you do differently? You know, whatever. And he said sooner. And I'm like, no, that's not what Faster. I mean. <laughs> Faster. <laughs> that's not what I mean. I mean, I would have like, to myself 15 years ago. That's what I would have done. I mean, I'm not opposed to that idea, but I kind of, I hate to say this. It's like, but I kind of like the kids you made with her. They're cool. They really are. I won't know if they're worth it until I'm dead, so. I think that. they're worth it. It's just gross. What if all three of them turn out to be serial killers? Not worth it. Mm. You'd still have the memories of their childhood, though. Yeah, that'd be great. While watching true crime documentaries <laughs> and me living in the mountains because people are going to try and hunt me down and be like, hey, you made murderers. Fucking die with pitchforks and torches. I don't think we made murderers. Well, hey, Nobody just think of it this way. Nobody who made a murderer way. thought they made a murderer. Think of it this way. If you did make murderers, we can just blame it on their mother. <laughs> they had a crazy overbearing mother. I mean, it usually is a mom <laughs> complex that causes it. That's right. At least with the males. Um, okay, so divorce. Um, obviously, we both would do it sooner and prefer it to be faster or whatever. Okay, so a hypothetical, and this is devil's advocate type of shit. Okay. Not knowing what you know now about the kids. Knowing what you know now about the person. Where would you have taken the other fork in the road? At six months when I found out he cheated on me. Okay. I would have done it in 07 when I found out she was stealing from me. See, you would have had more time under your belt because we were in high school. I would have at least had Izzy. Yeah. But that's when I should have done it. Realistically. Let's say me. Ooh, another seven years past that. Yeah. Of thousands of dollars. Poor, yeah. <laughs> tens of thousands of dollars. <laughs> yeah. I really love paying off other people's debt that I didn't make, but they took out my name. Um, I think that I would have played a little nastier if I could do it again. I would have thrown the drug thing out there. Oh, I can't believe you didn't. 
I was trying to be nice about everything and cordial and like work through it. But like <laughs> hindsight, I should have rung him through the fucking ringer. Yeah. Or like when he was in the ICU for a month after <clears throat> our divorce and I took the kids, like, boom, do it then or do something then, you know, that'd be a dick move. But so what? Yeah. Knowing what I don't know, sure would have made a lot more dick moves and I wouldn't feel bad about him. Yeah. Although, Gabe and Zoe are pretty cool, so. Yeah, but taking the kid factor out of it, because, you know, obviously I would have ended things before I ever had kids with him. Sure would have loved to put babies in you. <laughs> sure would have loved to let you. Ooh. What Not, else? If, um, you know, I, I find it just odd that you meet somebody who went through a lot of rough stuff and for years, like, like you did or like I did. We meet each other and we're not too cynical or too angry to let it fly again. Mm-hmm. 100%. How cool is that? Also, how stupid is that? It is stupid. I think of that too. It's the best kind of stupid in my book, but yeah, still stupid. I was thinking it today because on my way home from dropping the kids off, the beautiful, crazy Luke Combs song came on and he says, you know, like she wears her heart on her sleeve. And I was thinking, I totally do that. Like I just go for it and whatever, if it doesn't work out, then I'll deal with it then, you know, that's kind of. But also, I do have to say, if something happened to you or if we ended up not being together, I would not even consider remarrying or a serious relationship until my kids were grown and gone. I wouldn't do it. I can honestly say, I've got a lot of experience, you know. (laughs) I can honestly say, if you, and knock on wood, freak accident, you died in a plane crash tomorrow, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't. I wouldn't even bother dating anymore. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't. Yeah, same. I don't need vagina or your or to kiss somebody that bad. Yeah. I don't. I'm, I'd be pretty fucking over by that point. Yeah. I would not look for love again. I wouldn't look for another fucking stepmom of my kids. I mean, I'd be a robot for a long time. I can still be a dad to them while still being a robot. Yeah. And still be good to them. I wouldn't get to see the boys anymore. Probably. I don't think that's true, though. Hold on. I don't think Matthew would bother. I think Ryan would want to. Yeah. And I do think that it would be enough of a, a thing for him that he would ask for it, and I'd be down. I think that I'd Bobby... I'd totally be down for that. Bobby likes his break and his, you know, relief of... Whatever. ...parenting, and I think that's the only reason he would do it. He would do it for himself, not for Ryan, I guess is what I mean. I would be fucking up a creek. I think Ryan would love... I mean, he'd be... He'd be a different person if you disappeared from this planet. He wouldn't... He would never be him again. Mm -hmm. But I think he would appreciate still coming here, at least with the three, and building model airplanes with Gabe, or grilled cheese, or making his own breakfast. Mm -hmm. Loving on Dixie. Watching you... I think he would still like those things. Even if you had to deal with just me to get there. Yeah. Because we have a routine. But without you, we would only have each other. Yeah. Sad. It'd be super sad, but I think he'd be... I think he would still want to come here. 
I think so too. I think the other kids would still want to come here. They just wouldn't be allowed well, they'd to. they'd have to. I still own them. Um, no, I mean if something happened to you. Oh, no. If I left the earth, yeah. you'd never see them again. Right. Whatever. I think I would. I think she would I wouldn't... think you'd see Izzy because she'd sneak it. Yeah. I... And I think she'd sneak Zoe. I don't think Gabe would really fucking register, frankly. Probably not. Unless I... he wanted... I imagine she would send me their sports schedules like she did when you were deployed the, no. that one time. I don't think she would. I think she would. I think she... I think I know her better. She wouldn't. I know. You're right. But I I feel like she would keep me close enough to be like... Kind of Like relevant. I would be her bitch, but I would have nothing more than that. Like she goes on a vacation. Hey, can you take the kids for a week? Because her fucking mom won't. Sure. That was fun. That was right. actually a really good week. It was, but that's what I'm saying. I th- I think I would see them. It just would not be steady or regular. Oh, it'd be, hey, we need a babysitter. What right. Do, what do you got going on next June? Yep, and I'm okay with that because something is better than nothing. Oh, man, but... they'd come here and just fucking lay out. Yeah. I think Izzy would break rules to come see you. I think, I think she, she would, would do too. crime to come see you. Yeah, she'd go to work. <laughs> or I'm going to go study and then just come here and be like, yeah. what's up? Going to sit the on the library. couch in a robe. Like, curled up next to you under the same movie on her phone, like, what's up? Mm-hmm. She's a cozy kid. They're all pretty cozy kids, though, honestly. Yeah. Um, I get, so when it comes to your divorce, would you do anything different with, like, the custody schedule, or would you have fought harder for what you wanted? I would wanted? have fought harder for week on, week off, honestly. Yeah. Just for easeability. Yeah. Way, way easier with equal time. What about, like, you guys have written that you have to live within 25 miles of the base? Mm-mm. That's actually a stipulation for, um, it came out of Canyon. We just stuck with it because we both figured we weren't leaving. Right. And that's fine. And it's actually 25 miles from... It's from Gowan Yeah, Field. it's from Gowan. Yeah. So, if she decides she wants to move to, you know, Mountain Home, nope. Yeah, but I'm saying, would you change that and make it like a shorter? No, I think that's fine. Distance. Everything around here is pretty much within 25 miles. If she wants to move to fucking Florida with Pete, okay, I'll take the kids. Get the fuck out of my life. Yeah. Too easy. Right. Too easy. I'd rather have them full time than ever see her again. I'd rather have them full time anyway. So, easy sell. Mm-hmm. You guys go fishing and play fuck fuck if you want. Yeah. I don't think that's a bad one. I I feel like that's that's probably a really good one actually. Because what if I want to move more than twenty five miles away? She'd fucking hammer it. Yeah. Guarantee you she would. Yeah. It just makes for a lot of driving, like with the school situation. And would you, if money weren't an option? It's not. It's it's not a it's not a problem. Um. If money I know, weren't an issue. I mean, like, we could drop 10000 to fight her in court, but we'd rather do something else with that 10000 That's need, what I mean. You'd need fifty with her parents. Her, but, parent, her mom alone would yeah, fucking mortgage her house to get that. But what I mean is, like... She doesn't like me. With the... Like, her <clears throat> changing the kids' schools, like, to another fucking town. And legally, she's supposed to figure that out with yeah, you. Right, so if if money weren't an issue, if we had free attorneys and free court, would you 
fight those things? Well, if we did, she wouldn't do it. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I hate your answers. If we had that at our disposal, she wouldn't do it. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Otherwise, it's... I would love to spend five to ten years fighting her with lawyers and courts and the kids never understand what's going on. I would love to do that. Instead, I'll enjoy my time with them. Yeah. And I'll suck today's dick on a drive. She's never going to be the kind that says, wow, I was terrible at this and should have been nicer to their dad. So, no, I'll take what I can get when it comes to them because I don't really like fighting. I'm kind of tired of it, actually. And lawyers are overpriced in my book. Yeah, they are. I think they'd be worth the money if you were guaranteed to... Guarantee an outcome. Yeah, or like guaranteed that they would fight the way you wanted them to fight. Mm -hmm. But like my attorney is... Back and forth with emails. Hey, way to fight, bro. Yeah, my attorney's like, you know, let's keep things cordial. Let's do, you know, he gets half, you get half. Okay, he gets half the debt that he owes to his parents that he's going to pay back. Right. I get stuck with, you know... Actual debt where people will put a lien on your house and make you homeless. Yes, or it's just repo not, your car yeah, that was given to you. Right. Uh, there was the one thing, you know, when he like, when Bobby tried to get me to pay for the TV that his dad bought that we were paying him Gave, every month yeah. for. Um, he tried to get me to pay for that as one of the debts. And um, the attorney like leaned over to me and he was like, do you have this television in your possession? And I said, no, he took that. And I, I'll never forget, he slid the piece of paper back and he was like, she's not paying for that. Nope. And I didn't. And I don't think he did either, but it doesn't matter. It just matters that's that why, I didn't pay for it. That's why if, uh, if we're going to do something for somebody, every time we do it, I tell you, we don't expect to get this money back. This is going to leave. Mm-hmm. I don't care if they pay it back, but it's leaving now. Right. And we're going to do this thing. Yeah. I gave a car away to a guy once. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? It's been over a year. And I'm just going to, we're just going to call this one cool. We're going to yeah. call it square. Well, and. Because we don't need the money. And we didn't need the car. So I'm going to eat, you know, like, it was like 1300 bucks. I'm going to eat this and that's it. And we can call it all square and just, we can all just go forward. And who the fuck is it's fucking money. Who cares? Right. Nobody's losing food out of their mouth or nobody's going homeless. It's not... Um, well, it's kind of like I, when I, we I, helped... I don't give a sh- that kind of a shit about money. Yeah. You know? It's kind of like when we um, let that single mom borrow our car. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then you fixed her old car that broke down out in front of our house. But, like, we we knew morning. that we... The risk that we were taking in doing that we just trusted that it would work out and it did but um, we owned it it was was insured i mean yeah she's got to get her babies home yeah and even before we were as comfortable as we are you loaned a friend you know some money and you told me he wouldn't ask if he didn't need it and And i'm also not going to hound somebody to pay me back right there are fewer things there's so much so much more that's important in this world than money. You also never put us in a bad situation by doing it. 
I honestly feel if if we got 500 bucks, somebody needs 400, they can use it and they never pay it back. Okay. Yeah, we still have 100. We got 100 bucks. Right. That person is hopefully okay, but we got 100 bucks. Yeah. It's not that I don't want people to pay me back if I loan them something, but loans are for banks. Loans are for people who make money. Yeah. I've given away more cars than, <laughs> you know, it, it doesn't matter, but. It's also why I deal in shitbox cars. We're not on a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, we're not giving them Mercedes or anything. Uh, let's see. What else? Is there anything um, like co-parenting-wise you think that we could do better on? Or even just parallel parenting? You know, I think the formula that we have, it's our formula. And the okay like formula? We like it the way it is. <laughs> I think it's fine. I really do. We could be harder on a lot of stuff, but we reap a lot of benefits in not being more aggressive. Um, with Cammy, you mean? Or Cammy and overall, Bobby? Overall, with both of them. Um, we, we took the kids out um, just this past weekend, and we don't do that a lot. Ever. Took them to lunch. Um, to one of our places, and they got some food. We took them to the movie. They did pretty good considering. Because I don't think half of them probably give a fuck about the movie. But um, we also let them, like, we took them out. And, hey, you want to spend some Christmas money? But there was this one, this one thing. Uh, we, I went to the van store, because I know Ryan likes vans. He's and, been wanting some. Um but he needed shoes, so that's not really a Christmas money. Like, hey, buy your own shoes, prick, with your, with your Christmas <laughs> Merry, money. Merry that's Christmas. Not, Merry Christmas. Way to buy your own shit. So we walk in, I said, hey, there's a lot of shoes in here, but, you know, focus on what you really want. Don't wander around. Get all agitated. Show me what you like. And he, he focused on a couple pairs of shoes. He finds one that are bleach white, and I'm like, fuck no. Not ever. <laughs> this isn't heaven, so yeah. no. This I'm is not. the kid that wears his shoes out before, before he, he outgrows them. Outgrows them, yeah. He's only ten, so he beats the brakes off these shoes. I said, "Pick what you want." So he picks them, and I said, "Hey, you know, give me the size." And he's like, "Ah, they're a little big." And I'm like, "You know what? Big's good. You can grow into big." Also, you're not wearing these motherfuckers in slush. Anyway, so we get the shoes. We go to the register, and we pay for the shoes, and. It was like 50. 58. 50, yeah, 58 yeah. bucks. Which ain't shit to us, but to a little kid, he was like, that's a lot of money. And I'm like, they're shoes, dude. You know what shoes do? They get you everywhere you want to go in this world. They'll never let you down. And uh, I didn't, I'm not going to make him pay for the shoes. So we leave there, and he hasn't, from the time we left there, we got back to the house. He didn't take those shoes off until three days later. Yeah. Well, remember, you were like, since when do we let them like, wear shoes let them in the house? Plump around the shoes in the house because, you know, it's slushy outside and it's, we don't want wet floors downstairs and nasty ass carpet. And I hear him fucking clomp, clomp, clomp. I'm like, since when do we let him clomp around the shoes in the house? And uh, it was Ryan wearing these new vans. I was like, yeah. yeah. It's because I let them wear. When they get a new pair of shoes, if they want to wear them around the house before they wear them outside, yeah. 
then I'm cool with it. But once they wear them outside, they can't wear them inside. Yeah, no, no, you got to take them off. Yeah, so Zoe's been flipping around in some Birkenstocks the last couple of weeks. I'm not even kidding. This kid went sun up to sundown, yeah. from the time he got up to the time he went to bed in these yeah. shoes. Even the first thing in the morning, we woke up on Saturday, and he's, he, he's already dressed. dressed and wearing the shoes. He got dressed just so he could wear his shoes <laughs> and not have to change his clothes to take off his shoes. It's pretty funny. But uh, he he did that a lot because of like his dad and his brother, and that's fine because they're they're neat little shoes. I mean, he likes them. Yeah, he likes the kid likes shoes. So, but uh, in the scheme of things, um, you know that was one of those another example of uh, I don't give a fuck about that money. He needs shoes and he loves those things. Yeah, he left here, probably not realizing how how good we felt about the situation because he was. Over the moon. He's wearing these shoes, um, and he's putting together this model airplane that he's been asking for for a while. And he had to, like, get out the door. We were putting together that cockpit, like, before his dad came to get him. It was just another situation of, if it was a money issue, we wouldn't be doing the things that we do. We don't spend money on them to prove that we love them more or that right. their parents have less, the other parents have less. Or so they like our house more. Yeah, I mean, he'll come back on Tuesday remembering that we got some stuff to build on, on a model airplane. He'll come home, take his shit off, and then go find his fucking vans, put them on, and go upstairs and play Legos. Like, yeah. He'll go right back into repeat mode. Also, I think I think it's fair to say... That at least most of the kids prefer our house, even though we are the strict household. Oh man, we're hosers. But, good food. It's warm. We played a game with uh, a couple of them last night. Yeah, we have insulation in our house. Um, I fixed the, the upstairs-downstairs heat differential so it's more comfortable for them upstairs and more comfortable down here because all the girls in this house are cold. All the time because they're females. <laughs> Um, okay, we have 10 minutes left, so advice. If you could give advice to anybody that's thinking about divorce or currently going through one, what would you say? What Being advice? hurt doesn't mean you have to hurt. It also doesn't mean you have to take shit. Um, when it comes to money, uh, money will come. Figure it out eventually. Uh, do what you can with what you have. Do what you, you can with what you got and smile while you're doing it. You don't have to fake it till you make it with if you got kids or if you're in a shit situation. You can also just smile because it's free and it might make you feel better. Also music. Absorb any piece of music that makes you feel good, not sad. Lulis got me through a lot of lot of tough days yeah and that's why i love that song because a little three-year-old girl always smiled when that song came on yeah so you get i don't know you get one shot at doing it right really with a divorce uh if you're going through it do the best you can with what you have stay busy stay productive uh keep moving forward don't unpack your bags and sit on the couch and fucking boo-hoo because the world does not give a shit about it. 
Start making moves. I say, have your pity party. That's fine, but keep moving. You can vacuum having a pity party. Yes. You can do dishes having a pity party. You can change the oil in your car having a pity party. Well, you can do something. I choose to not do my pity parties that way, but (laughs) you can do something while having a pity party. You don't have to just stare at a wall and be sad. You don't have to. It feels like you should, but you don't have to. (laughs) Different perspectives. I say, stare at the wall. Feel bad for yourself. And then get over it and move on and then be productive. Stare at that fucking wall and cry. You're already being productive when you're done being productive. Even if you're still sad, who, who cares? You know what you did that day? A whole bunch of shit. Now be sad and go to sleep. <laughs> Work harder. I would say... If also, you ha- trust no one. <laughs> I would say if you have a friend that's been through it, ask them questions. I asked me from last time, so I did it. I did it okay. Yeah, but I'm thinking of the the friend situation we've most recently come across. Um, I think don't if, be an asshole. Yeah, I think if you if you have a friend that's been through it and is now like successful, and by successful I mean like happy, competent, you know, happy. functioning. Right. All you really need happy is. Probably the best thing you can take away from that. Right. But like take take their advice and mold into, it as best as you can. At least into consideration. Right. Write it down if you have to. Yes. Um, also, a baby will not make things better. Not Remember ever. Izzy asked us that this last weekend? Well, wouldn't it be better if they had a baby? Nope. Nope. It'd be worse. Don't do it. Babies don't make anything better. You just made the divorce worse. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> now you have to fucking play tug of war with an infant. Yep. I don't know. I think, like, go in with what you want. Write notes. Document everything. No. Go in with what you need. Come out with what you need. That is all. If you get what you need out of the situation, then you go after what you want. If you go in with what you need and come out with what you need, it's a lot faster. It's easier. Mm-hmm. It's hard. It's but true because it that's what I did. Faster, and you're already focused on the future. Right. What you want has no fucking bearing on the situation. Right. Because what you wanted just disappeared when you filed. What you need is to look forward, get past it, deal with the bullshit like everybody does. It's they call it baggage, but really it's you're just dealing with stuff while you're moving forward, right? Yeah, baggage isn't always bad. Baggage is it's just stuff you carry shit with I take you. on a plane. Right. It's not how I describe my children or my past failures. Right. If you could choose one or two things of my divorce decree with Bobby or the way that we have done things, what would you change? About mine or yours? About mine. Uh, from uh, the step parent. You should have view. full custody and he should fuck off. Both of them, both those things. <laughs> but if I have full custody, he fucks off. So can you think of anything else that no, you'd change? No, <laughs> full custody solves it all. It's true. It would eliminate a lot of problems. Yeah. Now that's me being selfish, but the years that we've been together, I feel like that would have solved a shitload of problems right off the bat. Yeah. In fact, all of them. Mm-hmm. Especially behavioral. But. Yeah. I would obviously go for that for you too, but. To switch things up a bit. Um, 
I think if you had gotten the week on week off, that would be amazing. That would have been grand. Because it's less transitions for the kids and less transitions for us. We drop them off to school one week. You know, she drops them off to school one week. Right. Yes. Um, And anything else? I don't really like the 25 mile rule within the base because she could live in Idaho City or Horseshoe Bend. 25 miles. Cool. She can meet me a gal in the transition. You don't have to drop them off at their house. That's true. I don't think you guys have that written in there. Nope. We did our drop-off, like, I think it says if... We if, did it at a Chevron for a while, but we had that rental focus. That's yeah. That's how stupid this part It was is. a Chevron at Eagle, because she didn't want to go all the way into Meridian, an extra mile and a half. So meet me at a gas station. Um, a mile and a half away from the house. With Bobby and I, um, I think ours says, like, if we cannot agree on a mutual meeting place, we meet at the Walgreens at 10 Mile and Cherry. Easy enough. Perfect. Yeah. Nope. Mine says, the person uh, receiving, or sorry, the person, the, either the person dropping off or the person receiving has to go there. Something like that. I think it's the person receiving has to go there. Some dumb shit like that. Doesn't yeah, but it really doesn't. Matter. Yeah, it doesn't work that way because we do all the drop off and pickups with school. We don't do all of them. Well, we do ninety eight percent of the drop off and pickups throughout the school year. Um, trying to think if there's anything else. Obviously, no one wants a high conflict ex. Um, the best way to handle that situation if it comes up is just carry yourself gracefully because the kids will see it. I can speak to that. Um, sometimes it takes years, um, before they see anything. And then, you know, sometimes it could take decades. I don't know. But for me, it's been a few years, um, as the kids have gotten older, they've recognized the way that I've carried myself and, Seems to me like they appreciate it. Um, I think that working with your spouse together um, in those hard situations and I mean it sounds kind of cliche but compromising um, because then you both get what you want um, or at least you know closer to what you were hoping for Um, and then you know realize that Sometimes as the spouse, you have to, uh, you know, give more than you take as a spouse. Um, Sometimes you don't. You don't think sometimes you have to give more than you take as a spouse? Nope. I think sometimes you don't. But that's true sometimes, but when it comes to... sometimes you do. I said sometimes you don't. That means we're right in the middle. (laughs) That's true. Marriage is about compromise. That's what we're going to do. We're going to fight tonight. (laughs) Um, Oh, gosh. I thought of a question, and then I lost it. What was it? You have 10 seconds. I know. It was a fast one. I don't remember what it was. I lost it. Finger countdown. Um... <laughs> He's like five, four, I thought three, you would have, I thought you two, would have picked it up. One. Nope. I lost oh, it. I know what it was. I lost uh, it. Jeez, Fred Meyer. I don't know. 
Um, do you have anything else you want to add? Mm-hmm. What? Um, if you're thinking about getting divorced, do it. Because <laughs> it's probably going to happen. I thought for years I could do better. I, you know, I don't need a marriage like this. I agree. I thought that for years. I agree with you from 10 years ago. I know. I used to be smart. <laughs> Like you're pretty smart. I also think when it comes to divorce, do whatever the fuck you want. Don't worry about like it's too soon to date or it's too soon to remarry. Any of that shit. Do what you want. What feels good in the moment. Rules apply for people who want to follow rules and not live a life. Yeah. Who cares what people think? You want to follow rules? Work in a fucking factory. Yeah. Be a cog in a machine. Yeah. Most people want to be cogs in the machine or keep up with the Joneses like their neighbors or their siblings. Or uh, not look weird to the neighborhood like people give a fuck about what you're doing. Like, everybody's not talking about you anyway. Yeah. I think people as, judge and people watch. Who gives a fuck? I think as long as you are divorced or in the proceedings of divorce and following through with it, do whatever you want. Who cares about the rest? Who cares anyway? It's... it's Almost 8 billion people on this planet. 7 billion and 900 something million don't give a fuck about what you do. Yeah, that's true. No one cares about what you do. Yeah. And if they do, that means they're looking at themselves and not you and comparing. So, not really your problem. If somebody judges what you do on a daily basis, they're not worried about you. Also, I'm not worried about them because me do what want. (laughs) I don't worry about anybody. Um, I don't worry about what people think of me or what they think of what I do. Did you know that like 67% of second marriages end in divorce? Kind of like the first marriages? (laughs) It's higher than first marriages. So what? Guess what? We're not in that. We're getting divorced? We're not in that percentile. So we're getting divorced? No. Nope. We're going to make it. I think we'll be fine. I think so, too. But if we do get divorced, it's probably your fault because it's your second marriage. <laughs> Not your third. It increases even more after the third. Does it, though? So it's or your does fault. everybody die first? No one's dead. I'm not rich. I don't have five wives. I don't pay alimony. I told you, Garcia for life, baby. Also really easy to spell. True. Well, I still have to spell it. Remember? Is it G-A-R-I-C-A? Yeah, Garrick. No, No, it's not. Oh, my God. (laughs) Even better. I walk in a room like, oh, you're Garcia? Wait, what? Yeah, your husband's white. How is he Garcia? (laughs) Why is his name Garcia? Have you ever been to Spain? Also, there's this thing called... Also, there's this thing called grandparents. (laughs) And parents. That's funny. But it didn't start with me, y'all. <laughs> I was born with it. Just saying. Anyway. All right, Levy. You got anything else? Yes. What? I think we should do this. Every week? All the time, every week. I'm down. It gives us something to do on a Sunday. I know, but it's hard because we usually have kids. It's not hard. We just don't prioritize it as it's much as true. we could. That's true. We do prioritize everything here in our household. Yeah, kids and laundry come first. Um, but who cares if Izzy listens? Um, I care. Well, all I do is not mention the K word and we're fine. That's true. She's not going to pick up on it otherwise. 
Maybe, I don't know. I say your bitch ex-wife, she's going to know it's not summer. She doesn't know that. She will know it's not summer. There's more than one. She won't know that. Oh, my gosh. There's no summer either. No, but she knows that we talk and we're friendly. Well, if she's going to do text summer and say, they just called you a bitch. No, I'm saying she's going to know that it's not summer. Oh, That we're talking about. Maybe maybe she'll get on board then. Oh, my gosh. Tune in weekly. We're aiming for Sundays. Because those are our down days. Or Mondays, because most Mondays we don't have kids. Yeah, I feel like Sunday's the way to go. We send them a bit early anyway. Yeah. Plus, I don't know when this actually comes out. Is it Monday or Tuesday? It's whenever I decide. Okay. I'm the boss. 2022, <laughs> New Year. I want us to, I would love for, because this isn't my podcast, you guys. This is hers. I would love for us, if I'm going to continue being on this, to do it weekly because it's a really good way to vent, too. Yeah, it's true. Also, your friend, the one that... Uh, Sent us a Christmas card? Yes. Yeah, my friend. Super good, thank you. You guys are awesome. Also, uh, Army Vet Husband. Happy New Year to him, too. I don't remember his name, I'm sorry. Mike. I don't remember Sorry yeah. about that. But you know who we're talking about. Yeah. Um, thank you guys for your service. Yeah. All right. Well, we're a little bit over, but we'll be back next week. Week by week, you guys. <laughs> promise we'll get better at it. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Wicked Stepmom Podcast. As always, you can find me on Facebook under Jenna Garcia and Instagram as wickedstepmom.6. If you do want to friend me on social media, please let me know that you're a fan of the podcast. Otherwise, you will be denied. If you have any questions or topics you'd like to see covered, or if you just want to reach out and say hi, you can email me at wickedstepmom.6 at gmail.com. And if you love the podcast, please give us a five-star review. It really helps other people to find us and um, share our wealth of knowledge with everyone around us. Thanks for listening.